there's nothing I think about right now except that. I'm laser focused on, you know, what the fall and, and the next year, the next two years looks like. Um, and the plans that we're evaluating different scenarios with the core of all those things is the safety and health of our population. And that will always be the lens that we look at through everything and figuring out what's best for the institution and the people. Um, so I wouldn't say it keeps me up at night, but it definitely keeps me alert during the day. You know, this <laughs> there's such a great group of people that's working on this, the leadership team and, and the staff, you know, from every aspect of the institution. And then, of course, the faculty. There's so many people working on this that I draw a lot of strength and confidence from that. UNC system schools are expected to reopen their campuses for the fall 2020 semester, welcoming back faculty and students to their classrooms. Cole says, as chancellor, he's seen tremendous progress in terms of preparation for next year, both within the institution as well as the statewide system. But UNCSA faces unique challenges. So much of what we do in the arts is predicated on a certain proximity to each other and contact in some cases. And so it it might have been an an easier transition for other kinds of institutions. For us, it it was a difficult one, but it's amazing how smoothly it went. Uh, Certainly, I don't mean to indicate that there weren't a lot of difficulties for people and and for our students in terms of not just the experience, but, you know, going back to their homes. And, you know, there's a lot of equity issues of being able to just an internet connection or accessing online things. So we worked really hard. A lot of the early part of this was figuring out the difficulties that individuals had helping students and parents deal with the very difficult, sudden departure from the campus. But then once people got back, what do they need to be able to access all these things? So in some cases, it was pushing out technology and devices to people. There's a lot of different things. And and then, of course, supporting the faculty in the same way that are creating that content and having to get that out to students. When it comes to teaching young artists remotely, Cole says a lot depends on the art. From the music standpoint, hooking up at a given time with cameras is one thing, but then there's also the audio and how do you create uh, audio connections on both sides for the teacher and the student to where you can really hear each other in, in terms of dance, which would seem to be one of the most difficult things because of the space involved. It, just what the dance faculty and under the leadership of Susan Jaffe have done is, is just extraordinary. Some through video assets that teachers will record and send to students so that they at any given time kind of asynchronously can watch and take on their own students recording themselves and sending that to teachers. And then there's at times where it's synchronous feedback, whether it's, you know, technique classes or style, or in some cases, you know, warm ups throughout the day. I think some of the most interesting examples were in things that are more asynchronous. You know, it kind of begs you to ask the question, what are the things, the core things that we absolutely have to be together for? You know, there's no substitute for. And of course, we would like everything to be. But uh, when you ask the question of how am I going to do this? uh, How are we going to do this? What are the things that we absolutely have to be together for? And let's figure out a way to do that synchronously. And then what are the things that we don't have to be together for? The things that are processing information or reading or, or viewing media, things like that. And let's figure out a way to do that and support people. From a financial standpoint, Cole says, thankfully, the university, fresh on the heels of surpassing its capital campaign goal, is on solid footing. Given the new realities with COVID-19, he says those fundraising efforts will be ongoing. Now we're presented with an entirely extra new set of needs related to not just the institution and resources we'll have to plan for in the fall and beyond, but the needs of students, which have changed in a lot of cases. Scholarships have always been incredibly important, but they're even more important now because the financial situation of students has changed because of what's happened to their parents, uh, potentially, and the employment status. 
there are other technological things that we want to increase in our infrastructure for the future. Once we get past this down the road, something else that happens, you know, all of our lives are going to be different in terms of how we approach things and how we approach cleaning and sanitizing and disinfecting things, not just in terms of the pandemic, but from now on. I think we're all going to look at things differently. And uh, those all have a cost, not just money, but other kinds of resources that we have to find and, and people and expertise to help us do it. So we're in a good place. The campaign has helped us go a long, a long way in addressing some of those needs and challenges. Uh, but there are more. We're going to keep going. And then we're going to we're working very hard to address all these new challenges that have come up because of COVID-19.